0: What's up everybody, welcome to You Know What To Do and in peace with Netta, I'm your host Netta and today is the first segment of this podcast I am so excited, I'm very excited and about damn time (laughs) So um, today I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and my story and I just want to thank all of my listeners out here and I just want to tell y'all that Do the work, do the inner work, do the work of actually healing yourself and doing it compassionately and with unconditional love. No, it's not always pretty, but it's beneficial to you. Become lighter. Work with your dark side, your shadow side. Clean that up. Everything ain't always peaches and cream and sweet and all that. Like, get with your dark side, like. Know who you are and, and be confident in who you are and believe in who you are, you know, and like really G check yourself, like God check yourself, you know, the God within. But I'm not going to go hard right now on that. Um, I will in another segment when I break that down. But um, yeah, so here we go. My name is Janetta Cuff. But y'all gonna call me Netta and we're gonna keep it like that. And I'm an entrepreneur. I'm the founder of Sister Healing Hood, a sacred space for women of color and a safe haven for all women to come and find their inner peace while bonding with other women. And also I am an intuitive empath, an energy healer, clairvoyant, clear clairessence, clear essence, all my spiritual gifts. Um, and I became aware of a shift in my life in 2012, so basically I lost my job, I was in this little stink relationship, and I had moved out of, um, a family, um, co-op or whatever, and I ended up moving in with my ex-boyfriend, with his mother in her house, um, And him, and, um, I was just, I was over it, like, she was cool, he was getting on my nerves, he was getting on my nerves before we left, and I should have ended that situation, but no, I didn't, and ended up staying with him for, like, I think, like, three weeks, but, um, yeah, but that was my own insecurity that was within me, so, and, um, I didn't know what I knew now but yeah so just to tell you a little background about that because I'm about to tell you some next ish leading up to how I know things was changing so um yeah I just wasn't comfortable in the house and I didn't have a job so I just felt like I hate rock bottom, and I didn't want to be in nobody' house without having no job. Even though I did, you know, pay the rent or whatever, whatever money that I had, and so I went to my mother's house where she lived out of state. I could have stayed with her, but I chose not to because I didn't want to move back up there, and I didn't want to live up there. Plus, when you already have your freedom, you not trying to move back in with your parents and trying to live by the rules, like. I wasn't trying to have that, honestly. And, um, yeah, so I stayed up at my mom's house for, like, two weeks. And I slept, looked for jobs online, applied for jobs online. And I just was, my self-esteem was shot. Like, it was just, ugh. I was just, ugh. I I don't even have no worries. It was just, ugh. So, um, I remember you know getting my little messages in my head like yo what you gonna do right and I was like to myself you know stack my money get an apartment give me a job but it was like it was something different like nah like what do you want to do with yourself like who are you and I couldn't even ask my I couldn't even answer that question like who are you And it was like, oh, you could get a job. You could get an apartment. You could stack your bread. But give me something more. I I kept getting it. Give me something more. So I remember um, on YouTube and start watching about ancient climate. And I was looking at Sister Soldier, which I was familiar with her because one of my favorite books by her is No Disrespect. And she's also known for her famous book, The Coldest Winter Ever, as well. But no disrespect, like, that's the shit right there. But anyway, um, I was on some sister soldier, on some real militant, and know who you are. And, yeah, I was just regurgitating every goddamn thing I heard, right? So, um, then, like I said before, starting to get into ancient Kemet, which I was always fascinated with since I was a child. I was also fascinated, always fascinated with the pyramids and the hieroglyphics. And till this day, that's um, a goal to, well, I'm going there. Let me just say that. I am going to Egypt, so yes. And, um, yeah, and I'll get back to Egypt on another segment, too. But it was a reason why I was so connected, you know, and always passionately wanted to go there. So anyway, um, I remember just watching lectures and just learning. And I just got real militant. I was on some F or white people and, you know, pointing the fingers. And But I wasn't getting the message, you know. Um, the message was, take control of your mind, you know. So I'm continuing um, watching lectures and then learning about different scholars and great teachers such as Dr. Amos Wilson, this man was phenomenal, this man, Dr. Henrik, John Hemrick Clark, another phenomenal. Um, Nellie Fuller, Dr. Francis Welsing, Dr. Francis Cresswell, excuse me, Um, Booker T. Washington, um, just all all different scholars and teachers that were about the black people and getting our minds together. I was very, I'm very pro-black, and I don't mean I hate white people, so... Because everybody that shit heal ain't for you anyway. But, like, I'll get to that on another um, segment as well. But I'm very pro-black. I was, I'm very about, you know, shifting the mindset of the black community. Like, to learn to check your self-image and check your ego and, most of all is healing to me. So, back to 2012. So I'm looking at all these scholars, and then, um, so as time has gone past, you know, um, I'm like, all this stuff is, my intuition is kicking in, I'm like, yeah. So I'm at my mother's house for like two weeks. <laughs> I come back to New York to my ex-boyfriend's house, because I'm feeling a little better. And, um, yo, he had my, my stuff packed up in, like, a corner. Like, somebody was there, and, like, he was trying to hide something. I I was listening to my, intu- my intuition that day. And um, I'm like, why is my stuff, like, packed up? And I'm like, you just going to pack up my stuff you should have packed up everything like i furnished that room so yeah it was like waiting to exhale to where i was bleaching stuff cutting tv cords all types of crazy stuff breaking glass no i didn't ruin his mama house i just (laughs) ragged up the room and whatever furniture i couldn't take i broke it and um I remember that feeling. I had this, like, anxiety. It was crazy. And that's when I knew, oh, shit. Something like, I was like a ticking time bomb. And it was bound to happen, and I'm glad it happened. Even though the way I, what I did wasn't cool. But um, now that I look at it now, but whatever, it was meant to happen. And, um... Yeah, I was a ticking time bomb waiting to explode. And I used to hold in all my feelings. I used to shut down. And I used to do that from childhood. I wasn't a great communicator. I never used to express my feelings. And I was scared. I was scared to be vulnerable and things like that. And I um, I just flipped out. And I, I had, like, an anxiety attack as well during that um that day. I ended up packing my stuff and going to my cousin's house. And about time I got out the cab to go to my cousin's house, like, my whole body was shaking. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I never felt like that before. It was just bad. And I ended up throwing up when I got out the car. Like, it was bad. But anyway, um, just to fast forward, like, You know, I finally got a job. I was going through it like things was breaking down. Like, I was just fed up with my life the way it was. And me, I had big dreams and goals. I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur and a business owner. But I didn't know exactly how I was going to do it. I don't think Mama Wild was big enough at that time either. And then I didn't realize that my dream was bigger than, much bigger than me. But um, I started getting in tune with myself again because as a child, I was very in tune. My, my intuition was very high. I just didn't understand it then. And as an adult, as I got older, like in my early 20s, I, I used to listen to my intuition, but then I used to ignore it, and then I used to be like, oh, shit, that's when shit hit the fan. So I was like, you know what, Netta, listen to your intuition, like, take care of yourself. Cause I had my self esteem, my self esteem was shot. And I was just going through it. I was I was a victim. And I was just looking at all my relationships and that I ever had. And I was like, yo, I I'm the common denominator. So I started doing a lot of self introspection, but it wasn't in a healthy way. But I'm glad I started and made myself the common denominator because I'm like, yo, these habits, this, I'm I'm going through a cycle, you know. Then I started to learn self knowledge. Self knowledge was the first step of my spiritual journey, and I continued to listen to these scholars and these great teachers. And um I finally got a job, started working at the post service. So, you know, everything that I wanted, I got my apartment, the job, and it came like two years. I, I it was two years later that I got my apartment. And my apartment was fly. Still got it to this day. So but anyway, um yeah, I got my job, but before I had my apartment, I was sleeping on people's floors, I was renting out rooms, dealing with people BS, but it it taught me a lot, you know, um, just seeing other people, how other people live, how other people make moves and just different things. And I'm just like, yo, I gotta get my space. You know, I I really cherish my own space. You know, your house is is like a sacred space. That's I I, I really cherish that. You don't have everybody in your house because your house is where you have your tranquil moments and where you could be at peace and you find your balance when your house is hectic and full of chaos. And that's how my house was before I moved out the old apartment. And it was just a lot of chaos, and I was young, and I just I ain't know no better at that time. But now that I look at it, compared to them, my house is peaceful, quiet, like, and I would I wouldn't take that away for nothing, you know. So, um, yeah. So working at the post office, stacking up my money, and doing what I got to do to get where I needed to be, and just meeting different people, and making new friends, and looking at life differently, and wanting more, and speaking up more, but I I realized that after that relationship in 2012, like, I was really scorned, I was really jaded, like, I I held on, because I didn't really get to say what I wanted to say, and i kind of been that person um, growing up because I was, you know, in a in my household as a child, you know, you were seen, not heard. So I always felt like, oh, my feelings didn't matter. Or if I did try to express my feelings, it'd be like, oh, you're not supposed to feel that way or you can't feel that way because, yeah. So I just held it in. Now as I got older, I wasn't able to communicate effectively. Effectively, excuse me. And I used to shut down. So now I got these defense mechanisms and all types of stuff. So, yeah, now I have to peel down these goddamn layers um, of all this trauma and all this, um, you know, defenses and not even knowing where it's coming from, but I'm aware of it now, you know, and learning to try to be easy, try to understand what's going on, who I am, why I'm reacting like this, why am I attracting people? So I was on some real militant F-White people, like I said before, but I wasn't really doing the healing. But I was looking at myself in the mirror, and I was trying to learn, and I start looking at the people around me and um my friends and why they was my friends. And then I started, um, you know, getting healthier, trying to stop, you know, I stopped eating certain things, on and off, you know, was just trying it and sharing the information with my friends and just regurgitating, not implementing everything that I learned. But just doing my own research and reading books and just trying to find my way, trying to find who I was. And then I got into the more of esoteric and metaphysics, and this brilliant, 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 brilliant scholar and teacher, um, Dr. Delbert Blair. Sorry, y'all, because I'm all tongue-tied right now. So, Dr. Delvey Blair, um, he had my mind going. Like, I was like, what? Like, I never heard nothing like it. But it all kind of made sense. You know when you... When you hear something and it resonates, or sometimes when you hear stuff and you're like, that's, that's some bullshit, right? You know it's bullshit. But this, it's just like I had the knowing. I, and I always had this inner knowing. So I start listening to him, Dr. Drew Pukram, and a lot of other esoteric and metaphysical um, leaders and more, more on Delby Blair, and, um, then I start listening to, like, with people, you know, all, like, the whole tips and stuff like that, and, eh, I don't, I don't knock people, I don't knock people who want to teach, and scholars, and, you know, I may not agree with everything that I hear, but, one thing that I've learned is just take what resonates, you know, and sometimes you gotta go back. A lot of times you gotta go back. I learned with this with this journey called life. A lot of things you gotta go back to relearn or re understand, or maybe you know a principle or something that was said will mean something different to you than it did a year, two years ago, six months, three days ago. Who knows? Or you'd be having them little aha moments or whatever. And you be like, oh, sh- oh shit. Like, yo, that makes sense. And I always tell people, do your own research. And do your own research by reading, studying, listening to lectures. And also do your own research within. Ask yourself, how, uh, ask your, how yourself questions. So, um, yeah, I went through the self-knowledge. Shout out to my homegirl, Sunny, because we both on some Black Panther (laughs) Melon at work. We was always just regurgitating things. And we, I I can say, like, we we was really on it. And um, I start shifting more away from the black militant and just regurgitating when I start listening to Delby Balea. And then, of course, um, you know, learning in about The Matrix and the lady who wrote The Matrix. I remember listening to her story, and I forgot her name. Um, I'll get her name in the next segment. But um, the actual lady who wrote, this black lady, who wrote The Matrix. And I remember listening to her story and just learning about, you know, The Matrix and itself. And, um, oh my goodness, I remember. It's another lady, like I said. My next segment, I will tell you as well because this is just all coming up in tomorrow in my thoughts right now Um, and they were just talking about the paradigms and just what this reality is and it just had my mind blown not saying that I never heard of it but I never was really deep into it so um, basically my thought process you know before learning all of this was okay there's a God, and pray to God, and if you do the right thing. I can't even say if I thought you did the right thing. I, The only thing I knew was I believed in a higher power and, and praying. But I always thought there was more. I always knew it was more. I just didn't understand it the way that I did now. And I know where to find it exactly. So, boom, right there. Um, So, I went through that phase of self-knowledge, and I'm still on that journey as well. Like, I feel like even when you think you know yourself, as you grow, you have to relearn yourself, you know? You're not the same person that you were before, so you're growing, and... um, I think you're always going to have to relearn who you are. Yeah, you may have a blueprint of whom you are and know the the structure, the, the main foundation of who you are, but you do change, and you have to revisit that place over and over again as your life changes. And I feel like that would change for me as I grow within myself as... um. A future mom, wife, you no know, business, tycoon, just different ages, and just different experiences in my life. Cause you know things change. We change our our mindsets and our ideas and the things that we want. You know, so yeah. And um, so I started to learn about manifesting. 'Cause this damn apartment was taking too damn long. So the law of attraction popped up. <laughs> and um I started to learn about the law of attraction and like Deepak Chopra and Doctor Wayne Dyer, Louise Hayes. And that stuff was good. I, I really like Dr. Wayne Dyer and Louise Hayes for her affirmations. And that's what I started learning about affirmations and things of that nature. And David's also talking about changing your mindset and being kind and positive. So I went to being, like, militant and um, changing, being a little aggressive to trying to change that Um and be more feminine as well because I remember Dr. Delvid Blair was talking about the feminine energy and masculine energy and things of that nature. So I was learning about that as well and um, not fully understanding that as either, but I know that that relationship made me closed, and I was losing myself and I was aggressive and Yeah, so I started to rebuild the foundation of who I was, so let's say 2013 to 2014, I was growing as a young woman, and things was changing, I wanted wanted different things, certain things didn't entertain me no more, I was just like, um, I'm not with the drama and the BS, like sis over here trying to manifest mansions and dollars and cars and all that like I was I was finding my way and um then I felt myself getting into arguments with people because they was triggering my you know traumas and old wounds like they was triggering me but I didn't realize that and um Yeah, and people looking at me like the hell is wrong with her because now I'm growing and I'm changing because I'm not doing the things that I used to do. I'm not allowing people to talk to me and use me and say things. Just do things to me. I was just on attack mode. Like I was going off and then at the same time I was like hurting other people. At that moment, I, was, I gave zero, zero tolerance. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't care. I didn't care because the only thing I was like, nah, I'm worried about Janetta. Oops. Janetta. <laughs> and I'm worried about me, and I could care less about you because I felt like at that time, I used to care about everybody else but myself. So, of course, homegirl cup was empty I didn't have a drop it probably was cracked at the bottom of the cup you know I was just all all out of my element and um I was just reacting and I never was a reactor I never was a reactor but I was just reacting and I was doing it aggressively you know um so I had to learn to calm down. Then like I said before, Dr. Wayne Dyer and all that. Um, started with the affirmations and the positive thinking and the positive thoughts. So I started shifting my mindset. Not saying that I didn't learn that from Dr. Henry Clark and Dr. Amos Wilson, but I I wasn't implementing and I didn't really I was listening to the message, but the real undertone was change your mindset. We have to take control of our mind. But I was looking at the other messages and the lectures and the teaching. I was busy on some victim mode, not taking my power and owning my power and um, and knowing who I am. Like I, I understood it. No, you know what? No, I didn't because if I did, I would have implemented what I knew. So, um, I heard it, but like I said, I was just regurgitating everything. So, when I started doing the Law of Attraction and learning about that and, you know, trying to manifest at that time, not knowing that we manifest every day (laughs) from within us. So, I was like, okay... Let me see if I could find any black people talking about this, right? <laughs> so I start finding other people like um Mr. Beckham. And um I mean I, hold, I heard Oprah, always loved Oprah and um Yeah, but I didn't not the good and great scholars and teachers like Doctor Amos, like that's what I was looking for. But if I would if I go back now and I listen, but like I said, I got back and so I went back and forth, should I say, into esoteric and metaphysics and I mixed it up. I mixed it up. And that's when I went deeper into the esoteric and um, then I started well I didn't get into Bobby Hammond until later on but um, I started to just keep listening and learning and really breaking down with feminine energy masculine energy then I started to learn about the chakras then I started to learn to meditate then um I started learning about mantras and things of that nature. So I'm like, okay. Then that's when I started to learn about shamanism and things like that. And um, then I got into crystals. It it just, I was just like Alice in Wonderland. I was just all over the place. I was going into that rabbit hole, deep, 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 deep. deep. But I'm glad I went into there because I went into darkness. Uh, I was swimming in that rabbit hole. I was sliding through. I was all up in there. All up in there. And sometimes I had fun and sometimes I didn't. But I really understood what doing the work means. So a lot of people just... Oh, law of attraction, universal laws, and you manifest and you manifest. No, sorry, that's not, that's not the only thing. No, if you have healing and you have traumas, which we all do, and we all have domestications and we all have self-attachments and things of that nature, then you need to heal. Who you think you are, you are not. So... My thing is unlearn what you know to relearn who you are so that no one can tell you who you are and tell you how to use your mind, how to act, tell you what you can and what you cannot have, and tell you that you are limited. And I was very big on that um, because I felt like as a woman of color or a black woman, um, that I seen a lot of that, you know, in hearing things in history, like in school hearing, oh, um black people started from slavery. I knew that shit was a crock of bullshit in goddamn school. That shit don't even make sense, okay? And black history, in the history books, I can tell you that shit was only about 15 damn pages. But I'm, um, you know, learning about all these medieval kings and stuff. And half, I used to like history, but I used to like the geography of history more of that. And um, I liked history because I like to research and dig deeper, I, I search for truth. My thing is truth. Um, so I just never understood it, and I thought a lot of it was bullshit, and it makes sense to me anyway, but I was just like, whatever. And um, so as an adult, I was just like, okay, research everything. It don't matter who it is. Just research it. So I was researching and reading books. Now, um... Let me say, I started meditating, but I wasn't meditating consistently. And I remember um, when I started meditating, and excuse me if I just jumped all over the place. Um, If I started, yeah, I started meditating, and I remember, I felt like I had an out-of-body experience. And I'm like, oh, this feels familiar because I used to sleepwalk when I was younger a whole lot. And I used to feel like um, my body used to be coming out of, my spirit used to be coming out of my body. Like I used to have a lot of -of out-of-body experiences when I was younger. But I didn't know what it was. Like I used to have dreams about Michael Jackson. I was fascinated with him when I was younger, like, I used to have these dreams like I was um, on stage with him at his concert like at a, as a little girl like vivid dreams like vivid dreams I used to see like like scary stuff it would be scary stuff to maybe other people but um, even as a young girl I used to watch like scary movies I was like, gory stuff, you know, like I think about it now Jason was nothing gory Freddie Krueger wasn't gory to me I used to watch this movie called Dead or Alive I would watch that movie over and over and over again And I ne- it never bothered me And my favorite number, grown up, was the number 13 <laughs> And I just like i i never understood but now everything adds up to me but um yeah i I guess i had a little dark side in me which we all do but i was never scared of the dark side either so um yes i started meditating more and um getting really to my dark side and my ego and understanding that and then now I'm understanding the ego versus the God mind so now now I'm back to um dealt with and yeah from Dr. Wayne Dyer and things like that and I'm hearing him say this but now I'm back to Delbert Blair, and now I'm hearing about the God mind and saying that God is within you, you know. You are a God. I am God. And at first me saying that, I was like, am I supposed to say that? Like, I felt funny. And even though I didn't grow up religious, but I just grew up saying, oh, I'm Christian, and I did, like, sign up to be a part of my my um, father's mother's church, my nana's church. But I never really, I never went to no Bible study and things like that. And I was, like, the only young person in that church. So I, I didn't take it serious. Um, not saying that the people in the church weren't nice and loving and stuff like that, but the whole religion, like, I wasn't having it. And I end up throwing the baby out with the bathwater because I was listening to what everybody else was saying, you know, um, what passes and reverence, instead of reading stuff on my own and trying to understand it on my own. I'm just like, the hell with all of this. But you end up going back to understand. A lot of times so um yeah yeah and, mm, hmm. and that's yeah self-knowledge was my my first step to this spiritual journey and the next step was awareness um I really, when I started going deep and start really acknowledging and becoming aware and becoming accountable and responsible, when I heard that, that's when I was like, okay, I'm responsible and accountable for everything in my life. Oh, you are God. Oh, God is within you. I am God, right, I am, very powerful words, and, um, and really understanding that, you know, understanding, understanding that, and being connected, and living like a God, thinking like a God, and that was, that, that was hard for me, you know, and Sometimes I still, I don't struggle, but sometimes I be like, I may fall off, but I still, you know, fall off about 10 minutes, but I, sh- I shift my mindset, and it comes with practice. All of this comes with consistency and practice, so, yes, um... I finally learned self knowledge. I am God. God is within me. God is not in the sky, at least not for me. I am not anyone else's God. I don't want to be anybody else's God. I know who I am, find out who you are. So I was, I found that out and then I had to take the steps to understand who I was, and what it meant to me, so now I'm trying to teach other people, and I'm trying to change other people. That was the next phase that I went through, and it was it was really challenging because people were like, "What the hell are you talking about, especially now that I changed, and it's like, what?" What you mean you God? And then I don't want to explain myself to people or then I start breaking it down. And to some it sounds good. And then it's like, oh, you know. But um, I quickly learned can't change anybody. Um, and you ain't got to convince nobody. So... Even with learning, oh, I am a God, I still had to fix my self-esteem. You know, that's just something that I just learned. So I had to put that into practice and habit. And I wasn't doing it at first. I really wasn't. I really had to work on my self-esteem and get aligned and get in tune with my higher self and just... Get all of my information from within. Everything that you need is already within you. We look outside of ourselves so much, too much, when all the answers are within. And that was very tough for me to understand at first. And it was a hard pill to swallow because, because you know, we're taught to look at you know other people and we have so many people you know things in society magazines things on television things on the radio and so many things marketed you know telling us to be other people and social networks and a lot of times a lot of people get wrapped up in the distractions when you really just supposed to be yourself, be your authentic self and finding that person you know, finding that authenticity everything is going within you know, everybody wears a mask you know, everybody got layers to peel off and to really be in tune with yourself and be happy with yourself and Really know who you are. And be comfortable with who you are. That's. That's scary. At first. And when you are comfortable. That should have scared the other people too. Because a lot of people not comfortable. And they skin and they pretend to be other things. That they don't have to be. You know. And they don't even realize it. It's people living different lives, being different people, you know. There's a difference, you know, with shape-shifting, you know. But when you can't even be yourself, you can't laugh or, you know, smile or express how you feel, just different things, you know. But, yeah, that was a hard pill to swallow for me because I was, I, I felt for a long time I was being somebody that I really wasn't. I was trying to be nice. I was, you know, I I don't know. I was just, I guess, trying to fit in to a certain extent, you know. Um, but I was always different. I was always different. But it was just like. Everybody just thought I was this little <laughs> this little quiet, you know. I, I I can be I'm just very observant and um and like I I couldn't speak for myself or something at one point and then when I started speaking up it was like, Oh my gosh, like we know you felt like that. So yeah. Um and it's it, it felt good. It was new, but it felt good because then I started doing things that I liked. Then I, I started to find out what I liked and what I enjoyed and what I didn't, you know. So, yeah, everything we need is already within us. So, you know, learning to not. Um, Look for acceptance outside of yourself And being acknowledged Because you only need to acknowledge yourself You know Sometimes, you know, it's nice When we get awards and things And get acknowledged outside ourselves But that shouldn't make or break you You know Um, uh, Especially looking for acceptance outside of yourself and I um, had a hard time with that as well because I had a lot of abandonment issues as a child. So, you know, uh, I that was one I had to work on. didn't realize I only needed to accept myself. And if nobody else accepted me, oh, well, like, hmm, okay. So, <laughs> and... Just to, you know, see society Everyone is on TV And this one and that one And things like that, you know You gotta differentiate The real from the fake What's the real meaning of life And I feel like everyone Is here for a reason And you have to find your purpose And really Really Be connected Align yourself with your higher self I feel like, you know, being on the path that I am on now, there's no going backwards for me. I have no reason to go backwards, you know. So once you find your purpose, and it's, you know, it's still a little tough, and it's okay, you know. Um, I'm tough. I may not know how to do everything, but at least I'm on my, I know my purpose. You know? And it's just like anything else. Um, you gotta train, you gotta practice. But I'd rather be here than where I was. I'm hands down <laughs> I'd rather be here than where I was. Cause I was trying to live for everybody else. And that wasn't really good for me. <laughs> It wasn't good for anybody, and I really wasn't living for myself. I was trying to just save everybody and make everyone see the best version of themselves or just do things to be, you know, accepted, and I wanted to feel accepted because, you know, I had my own abandonment issues from childhood, so, yeah, And so, yes, that's basically the beginning of my story. But um, I really wanted to say this um, because my homegirl, Sunny, she asked me the other day, how do I... Expect black people to heal when, you know, with the cop killings and all the racism and things of that nature. And I told her that unless we heal, you know, unless people of color heal, the same thing is going to continue to happen. You know, if you don't heal, you continue to do the same thing. And when you're doing your healing, that means you're acknowledging. You know, a lot of people, society, period. Everybody has domestications, self-attachments, everything that we learn from our parents from generations to generations. Everyone has generational cycles. And a lot of people haven't ended them. Their generational cycles is on autopilot and a lot of families and society and people need to break them you know you may not like the way that your parents may have raised you well that's the best that they knew how you know because the way their parents raised you and I know and I've heard some crazy stories and you got to learn to forgive, you know, just like with this whole racism and things of that nature. You got to forgive. Just You don't got to rock with these people, racist people. You don't even got to, they ain't got to even be in your circumference. But you got to know that it's a distraction to keep you away from your spiritual self. Because if you stay in victim mode, you stay in a low vibration. You stay in a low frequency. So how can you tap, to, tap into your God mind or be aligned with your higher self? Boom. Right there. That, that's really totally it. When you stay on a victim mentality, you're on a low vibration. So everything on TV... In the radio, and in the magazines, and the shit that people saying right, that's just to distract you to get you riled up. And emotion—that's one thing you need when you're manifesting in things in life. Period. It's your emotion, your emotion, and your beliefs. So if you on a low vibration. And you got that emotion, like, okay, so say if I'm walking past the cops and I'm thinking, like, oh, they're going to mess with me. So now I'm, I'm exuding this negative energy. And now I don't even mean to say negative energy, but I'm exuding this energy, you know. And you expanding that. Your energy is flowing to that. You know, whatever you focus on, your energy goes to. And you manifest in it. So, that's the same thing with racist people. Racist white people. You know? and um, Or any racist people. You know? And um, it's the same thing. And you got to understand, if somebody hates you for your skin color or anything, or just hate on you, period. That's their insecurity. That's the insecure-ass person. For someone to really stop, or not like you, or try to stop you from being better, or on the same level, or that's, that's just fear. So why would you give your power to a fearful person or a fearful energy, fearful entity? They don't have we no one has power over you. You we give our power away. And that's just people, period. You know, you're a spiritual being. So just denounce your human now. <laughs> And own your your God, your higher self, your spiritual being. Like, yeah, that's that's what I really wanted to say. I I, I can't really say say it no better. Like, standing in the victim mindset, thinking, you know, the white man' foot is on your neck. Like stuff like that, nah. All these teachers always says, take control of your mind. Once you take control of your mind, you'll be able to tell your mind how to think, what to do, what you want your, what you want your mind to do, what you want your mind to manifest. You know. So everything is mental. So um. Yeah, that's basically the answer. And if you want it on a more mundane level, even more um just stop, you know, I I see a lot of like maybe racist fashion designers. Then don't buy from them. What for? I mean, racist business owner, all right, so stop spending your money there. You know, if they really, if people really come out and say, I don't like these group of people, da-la-la, da la And if I ever heard that or a business owner or an establishment say, I don't like a specific group of people, first and foremost, I don't care if it was, you know, black people or anybody. I wouldn't buy from you anyway, cause you sound crazy. That's just your insecurity. So I'm not going. I'm not going to even do business with you or any type of thing, cause I'm not even on that wave. I'm on a higher frequency. I'm on a higher wave. I'm on a higher vibration. So don't stoop low. Don't 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 be equal with low vibrational people. Don't let that illusion. Don't let, oh, you got to be equal to them so you could get money and all that. Money ain't nothing but energy. Your currency is love. When you deal with your heart, that's where the money flow, that heart chakra. So, (laughs) and I had to learn about that too because sis over here, my heart chakra was like, Hard block and when I recently got a tune for my Reiki master certification boy I thought I was having a heart attack like for real for real so it's real it's real out here and I just want to see people heal I want to see people heal everybody take accountability responsibility for themselves you know, get out of victim mode and get out of fear mode. Get out that hate and insecure mode. There's no reason for you to hate people. Think that you're more privileged than anybody because you're not. And it's no reason for another group of people to feel like you are any lower or You are lower than anything or anybody on this universe because you're not. So, yes, that concludes this segment. And I want to tell everyone I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. And and I will see y'all next. Y'all will hear from me next week. Y'all won't see me. (laughs) Y'all probably see me (laughs) so. (laughs) Peace.